Turn in the New Testament, please, to the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, and chapter 28. Matthew and chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, and we're going to read from verse 11 just through to the end of the chapter. Matthew 28 and verse 11. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ear, we will persuade him and secure you. And so they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen and amen. Let's seek the Lord's face in prayer as we come to consider his word. Lord, we give thanks that we have this, thy word, before us and the truth of it, the fact of it. We pray, O Lord, that as we would consider it this evening briefly, that you would write it upon our hearts and that in all these things your name should be glorified and that we should be blessed and benefited by having met with thee this evening. Bless us then, we pray, and continue with us, for we ask for thy presence and we ask for thy uh, touch. And we ask, O Lord, for thy Holy Spirit that he should preach the word of God, even in our very hearts. We ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. This evening, I want to briefly consider the words in chapter 28 of Matthew and verse 18. Here, the Lord Jesus Christ, just prior to his ascension, comes to the disciples and speaks to them. And in doing so, he says, first of all, in this verse, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now we see much in the word of God concerning specifically the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in this verse we see the Lord himself claiming that power as his own. When it comes to uh, these words, uh, Martin Luther said of them, These are the words of a majesty which must be termed majesty indeed. The word translated here as power is the Greek word exousia which means authority. Additionally, literally the words in the form which they're in are given to me was all authority in heaven and in earth. Uh, The verb given there being in the past tense. This is something that has already been given to Christ in the form of the original language there. This power was given to me in heaven and in earth. It has been given and now he possesses it. It is his possession All authority, all power is his. So our subject this evening then is the nature of the power of Christ, the head of the church. And in considering that subject, I want to consider the power of Christ as it is displayed here. Uh, And tonight I have seven points. 
as there are seven things that I want to consider regarding the power of Christ, but rest assured I'll be brief with each of them. Seven things, then, concerning the power of Christ. First of all, then, let us consider concerning this power that it is a foretold power. It is a foretold power. The authority that Christ claims here is authority that was prophesied in the Old Testament that it would be his. Distinctly. And it's also alluded to even at the very beginning of this Gospel of Matthew and in the other Gospels. We read earlier from Daniel 7 and in verse 14 in that chapter we see uh, concerning the Son of Man that there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all nations that all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. In Isaiah 9 we read concerning the first coming of our Lord Jesus. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Then at the beginning of Matthew, to give one example, in chapter 2 and verse 2, We read of the wise men coming from the east. They come to King Herod and they say to him, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And then at his death upon the cross, the superscription is put above him as he hangs there in Greek, Latin, Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And so it was always to be the case then, that the Messiah, that the anointed one, the the one who would be sent from God, that when he came, he was to be a king, and he was therefore to have authority. It is seen throughout the ministry of Christ that he has authority. He had authority over devils. He had authority over death. He had authority over nature. He was to be king. He was of the line of David, born in David's hometown, and the throne of David was always to be his. At the beginning of Matthew then we have Christ being stated as king of the Jews. But by the end of Matthew in this chapter we have Christ claiming all authority above all things. And so we see then in this power not merely a fulfilling of prophecy but a, a substantiating of that prophecy. The prophecy was a shadow. It seemingly spoke of earthly power, of a literal kingdom upon this earth but that was not the type of power that the Lord Jesus Christ would have he would have eternal spiritual power the power of Christ the power that he has is the substance of that shadow seen in prophecy then the word of God is clear the promises and prophecies that God has given will always come to pass is a foretold power Secondly then, let us also ensure that we understand concerning this power of Christ, as it is claimed here by him, that it is a decreed power. 
It's a decreed power. And this is indicated by two things. First of all, it is indicated by the fact that the power is given to him. And so it's thus shown that the power and Christ's right to claim it, this authority, comes from the fact that it is decreed by the Father that it is his. All his enemies would be put under his feet. The Lord of heaven and earth has decreed that all authority is given to his Son. Again, referring back to Daniel 7 and verse 14, we see that there was given him a dominion and glory and a kingdom. It is the spoils then of war, the spoils of his triumph. He came, he completed the task that he was given to complete. When Christ cried upon the cross as he died, it is finished, gave up the ghost, and the work of atonement and his suffering was over. And then from the fight he returns, triumphant and victorious, over death and over sin. And so he thus claims the spoils of war. And it's publicly stated now for all to hear. There is this public acclamation. Christ is king. Thus all authority is given to him. The father says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He is plainly and openly commended before all the world. The stem of Jesse is extolled, for he has done all his father's will, and he has left nothing undone. As was mentioned this morning, Christ was God. There's not a thing to be grasped at by him. To be equal with God, for he was God, but he made himself of no reputation, and he took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, for this reason, God has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is a decreed power due to his obedience. His authority is decreed. He has a name. He has a reputation. Now, that at which every knee should bow and every tongue confess. Because at one point, he came from heaven, made himself of no reputation. Now, therefore, he is exalted and every all power is given to him. The creed power is the power of God. That authority cannot change or lessen at any point. For the decrees of God cannot be superseded. And what a comfort that is to his church. What a comfort that should be to our souls this evening. That the power of our Lord Jesus Christ is decreed by God the Father. That it is unchanging and unchangeable. So it is ours forever to call upon him who can do all things. This is the creed power. But it is also, thirdly, a legitimate power. And again, with this power being decreed of God, that God makes a decree as the sovereign of all creation, it is also legitimate power. Men may seize power. They may usurp power. They may, through schemes, through machinations, come to power. It's been seen many times throughout history that this is the case. Men seize power. 
was not given to them. They seized it. They took it. The authority, though, that Christ claims here is legitimate through the fact that it has been given to him, not seized. The word for power is, as I have said, exousia. And the root of that word is a, a verb which means to be lawful. And that is interesting. That interesting fact informs this point that the authority of Christ is legitimate. It is a lawful power. The Lord Jesus Christ is king by right, not by usurpation. He has not taken something that was not his. He has not assumed a power that he has no right to. No, he has a right to this authority. This authority in heaven and in earth is his by right. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord, our righteousness, and his authority is legitimate. Nobody, no man or woman, can question Christ's authority and power. None can answer him back. None can enter into a dialogue with him, as some men seem to think they can, with equality between the two parties. Oh, the authority of Christ is unquestioned and unquestionable. Perhaps this evening you're one who thinks that you will debate and argue with the Lord Jesus. There are many who say that. Oh, I'll just, I will say this when the Lord seeks to judge me. I will defend myself. Oh, he is full authority. He does have that authority over each one. His authority is legitimate. It is flawlessly founded. It is distinctly rightful and authorized. You cannot gainsay his authority, no matter how you may have deluded yourself into thinking you may. The authority of Christ is legitimate. Consider that this evening. His authority is undeniable. It is overt and obvious. And it shall indeed be obvious on that day. Then also it is universal and unlimited power. Universal and unlimited power. The Lord Jesus says here that this power is given to him in heaven and in earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That encapsulates all of creation. and Every force within it. And so the Lord Jesus Christ, when he claims authority in heaven and in earth... Claims authority that encapsulates all things. You remember, I'm sure, how that Satan offered him the earth, took him up into a high mountain, and in a moment of time showed him all the kingdoms of the earth and said, you may have all of this if you bow down and worship me. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The earth was already his, as well as heaven. All the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. The word for power again holds the, uh, another shade of meaning, which is a, a, a power of choice, or a liberty of, of doing as one pleases. Our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Whatever pleased him he has done. Psalm 115 and verse 3 states, but what does it mean, though, when he says, I have authority in heaven, specifically, first of all? The, the kingly authority of the Lord Jesus embraces heaven. It includes all that exists there. Angels, archangels, powers, principalities, might, dominion, thrones, 
all of the saints who have already gone to glory. They're all under his authority. That authority is exercised as well over the evil spirits whose prince is conquered and defeated, whose armies lie in complete and abject submission beneath Jesus' feet. All the powers of heaven are in his hand to do his bidding without question, without pause. The Lord Jesus Christ has his foot upon the neck of the adversary. And on that day he shall be utterly defeated. All the earth is also under his dominion. All his and our enemies, enemies of the church, they are under his feet. All that is done in this earth redounds to his will and his glory. As Neve says, the means of transportation wing the passage of his ambassadors. Commerce paves the way for the work of missions. The science of language furnishes new tongues for the preaching of the gospel. The spread of culture helps to break down the bulwarks of heathendom. All things on this earth are under his authority. All things serve his purpose. What a glorious truth that is. What an encouragement to the church and the servants of the Lord over which the Lord Jesus Christ is the head and the chief. Nothing is left outside of his dominion and authority. Even now in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of pain, in the midst of mental anguish, in the midst of affliction, while we remain upon this cursed earth, Jesus reigns supreme above all, and his will cannot be obstructed. He may do anything he wishes without seeking leave or permission. Anything he pleases, and it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Fear not, little flock. Let's consider this truth fervently and prayerfully this evening. The power of Christ is is over heaven and earth there is nothing outside of his power every inch every millimeter there is nothing that does not speak of the power of our Lord Jesus Christ but it is also empowering power and by that I mean that it is on the basis of this power that the Lord Jesus sends his disciples forth to achieve his purpose His authority and power flow from him, and thus it is itself empowering. He says, therefore, or because of this, go. All authority is given to me, or was given to me, in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, into all the world. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Because of my authority in heaven and in earth, go. Majesty. Worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be glory, honor, and praise. Kingdom authority flow from his throne unto his own. His anthems raise. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the king majesty worship his majesty jesus who died now glorified king of all kings is a power that empowers so we may ourselves be brave we may ourselves be courageous for our king for our shepherd for our head of this church and all church all of his church 
is he under whose feet all things are placed. All authority in heaven and in earth are given to him. All things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And then also it is a preserving power. We considered this recently, but as the Lord speaks these final words, he also says that he will be with them always, even unto the end of the age, end of the eon. The power of Christ on earth preserves his people from evil. It preserves his church and has done throughout the centuries. It keeps even individuals from, from evil, from falling into sin. It preserves each one of us from the tempter's meager power, For if it were fully brought to bear, each one of us would fall. It preserved us from wicked men who would do us harm and usurp authority over us in a spiritual sense and take away our freedom of worship. Lord Jesus has preserved his church through countless ages and he will continue to do so. He will preserve us through difficulty individually. He will preserve us through pain, through afflictions of all kinds. When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And through the fire, shall not kindle upon thee. He is with us. He preserves. He has all power on earth. But yet his power also preserves us from spiritual wickedness. From the powers of hell. From the assaults of Satan himself upon his church. The catechism states that Christ as king executes that office of king in subduing us to himself. In ruling and defending us, and in restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. And this he does with that power and that authority that he has given. That being the case, if our king, the head of the church, if our shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, he who bears loving kindness, towards all his people and ministers to our needs with loving care if he has authority over all things and conquers all his and our enemies his enemies are our enemies and our enemies are his enemies let us be careful then to take up the shield of faith trusting in our all powerful saviour king wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Let's call out to the Lord Jesus in, in dire straits. Call out to him when we are in difficulties. All authority and all power is given to him over all things, over everything. There is nothing that he cannot preserve us from, if it be his will. Let us seek his face then for that preserving power. But it is lastly, a juridical power. Juridical power even. That is to say, it's a power that the Lord Jesus holds in order to judge the nations. And we read there at the end there, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. When the world is brought and wrapped up, then the Lord Jesus Christ will come and judge the nations. At the end of the age, we read from Revelation verse 19, he comes 
Look, ye saints, the sight is glorious. See the man of sorrows now from the fight returned victorious. Every knee to him shall bow. All victorious, with a name upon his garment and upon his thigh, stating, King of kings and Lord of lords. King of the Jews he was. But no, he is the king of all kings. Thus he comes to judge the earth. He comes with that sword that goes out of his mouth that is the word of God. And by it, destroys his enemies, preserves his people. So the question is to each one of us, are we one of his? With the Lord Jesus Christ using this authority, this all power that is given to him in heaven and in earth, returns to this earth once more. When it is shown, when it is clear to all that the earth never belonged to anyone else but him. That every soul is in his hands. And he judges the quick and the dead. Are we ready? This power of Christ extends across all things. Many of the things which we have considered this evening are encouraging and comforting to us. That our Lord Jesus Christ, he who in tenderness sought our souls, he who upon the cross bled and died to save us, has all power and all authority given to him in heaven and in earth. But that also extends into judgment. And so we must be careful to ensure that we have called upon his name and asked for his mercy and that the blood that he shed should be applied to our souls and our sins should be forgiven, that our debts should be covered and that we should indeed be those who ride with him to victory and not those who he rides over. All power, he says, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Come here to the last Sunday in the year. Go forth by next Sunday into a new year. When that happens, we can become complacent we can become fearful both in both cases these truths apply that the Lord Jesus Christ has all authority that there is no thing that can happen to us in the new year that can cause us to fear the Lord has that, this preserving power but equally he has an empowering power a power which is given to him so that he might carry out his purpose and he carries out that purpose through the church and so we cannot be complacent either we must seek his face and seek to exert his force through the gospel in the year that is to come may the Lord empower us indeed to do so and may this word be written upon our hearts Amen <laughs>